You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, everybody. Thank you. This is the NASM CPT Podcast. I'm going to run something by you real quick. I got a question that came to me, and the question was about upright rows. And so the title of today's podcast is Upright Rows, Yes or No? Nose. That's not how you say it, but here we go. Here's a question that I was uh, that that was queried to me by Jenny. Jenny reaches out, and says, "Hi, Dr. Richie. What's your opinion on the upright row?" I work with an occupational therapist and a CPT, and she's anti upright rows. She says that it's quote not a functional move. End quote. I am learning trainers have these differing opinions on exercise. And of course, she comes from the perspective of an OT, an occupational therapist. So clearly thinking functionally. But she also doesn't like some other exercises I've been using with clients. I'm a newbie certified in May. Uh, so I'm just trying to be a sponge when I'm around her. Anyway, yikes. Did I miss this lesson in my training on upright rows or are there varying opinions, just some things that exist from trainer to trainer, or maybe to the like that the opinion of the occupational therapist? I did a Google search on it and discovered articles on both sides of this perspective. Any advice on where to learn more? Uh, I, of course, get that some exercises are good for some clients, but not others. But she had a strong dislike for upright rows for all clients always learning, and I've diagnosed myself with imposter syndrome. Thanks in advance. Jenny, Jenny, this is a great question. Um, and I'm going to answer this this way. Uh, you're right. It's, it's okay probably for some people and not for others. I am not a big fan of upright rows, but I am also not a big fan of kind of blanketly stating that an exercise is bad. So there are reasons why the upright row exists. Now, for those of you who are listening, right? Uh, if you're watching, this is an upright row. If I grab a bar like this and I pull up and then I lower back down, I pull up and I lower back down. So uh, for those of you watching my hands, let's say I'm holding on to a bar and I'm grabbing my hands relatively close together and I'm pulling that bar up to my chin. So my elbows are very flexed and my elbows are abducted at the shoulder out to the side of my body. My thumbs are basically under my chin as I go into this upright row. So let me explain the potential issue that I have with it, but at the same time, it's not a bad exercise. It's just that there are, as she says, it's not that functional. So there could be in many instances, what would be a better exercise for you with what you're trying to do. But also, let's let's point out that people do this upright row position all the time in Olympic lifting. So if you're doing a clean, the this kind of big portion of it is an upright row position. So let's talk about what I don't like about it, and then I can tell you what I do like about it, and then I'm just going to leave you with that, and you can walk away and make your own decisions. Because as she said, she looked it up, there are arguments on both sides. So I'm just going to give perspective from both sides and let you know why I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I also 
Uh, I still do them from time to time. From time to time, I still have clients do them. There are exercises, <clears throat> several, a lot, that I have some ambivalence about, like uh, really deep dips. I'm ambivalent about, but I love doing dips. I just don't know if it's the greatest exercise for your shoulders. Straight leg raises, or especially the one I hate in general, is where you're partnered up with somebody and you grab, you're lying on your back and you lift your feet up to them and they throw your feet down. I just don't like that. I think that's a that's not a great exercise, and most people feel that in their back more than they feel it anywhere else. And if your goal is to create incredible amounts of sheer force and compression on your lumbar spine, then you've done so, right? But if your purpose is to work your abs, then doing hip flexion is probably not the best way to do it. So let's talk about this in particular when it comes to an upright row. So the thing about an upright row is that the way that you're positioned when you get to the top really minimizes the amount of scapular movement that takes place at the shoulder. And as we abduct our arms, we move our arms away from our body, not in an upright row, then what happens is our, our scapula starts to upwardly rotate. And the scapular upward rotation is really important. And in fact, a lot of times people have non-traumatic issues in their shoulder. It's because of scapular dyskinesis. It is not, even though they feel it in the shoulder, the issue hurts in the shoulder, but it's not a shoulder problem. It is a scapula problem. So unless you were, you were run into by something, there was a trauma, an impact that happened, when you when you have shoulder issues, many times those shoulder issues are scapular movement issues. Uh, we are oftentimes stuck in downward rotation. We have a hard time then moving up into upward rotation. And then those muscles start to lose their ability to support us. And, and I think in particular, muscles like the serratus anterior give us a hard time. Like they don't fire the way that they should. Our pec minor takes over for the serratus anterior in protraction. The um, muscles for upward rotation, that would be like the upper traps and lower traps and the upper traps like to take over and then it just turns into a shrug. And so when people do upright rows, a lot of times there is a shrug. So that makes it very difficult then for us to upwardly rotate the scapula. Well, if I'm going into shoulder abduction, my scapula kind of wants to upwardly rotate, which is it's just limited in an upright row. So that's one of the reasons I don't like it or I don't care for it very much. One of the things that I do like about it um, is that for me, it's a relatively enjoyable exercise. And there's some exercises people just like and some that people don't like. And you'll come across people as trainers where you do an exercise and they're like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I hate this so much and I never want to do it again. Fine, fine, fine. That's cool. For me, upright rows, I love to do. I find them fun. I think they're enjoyable. I just limit the amount of exposures that I have to upright rows so they work my shoulder in other ways. Another thing that was mentioned here, and, and it can hold water to an extent, which is it's not a functional exercise. And I would say that, that you can make an argument that something's not functional, but you can't necessarily say because it's not functional, it should not be done. For instance, let's say that you're doing a leg extension machine. So a leg extension machine is far from functional. However, 
it is a great exercise to do if you're trying to build strength in your quads and particularly you're trying to get some terminal knee extension to strengthen your vastus medialis. So the exercise is not functional, but it creates function that is needed. And if it creates function, then we don't look at it and say whether or not the exercise is functional. We look at functional exercises and say, does it accelerate my ability to function? And in this case, the answer would be yes. So you can do knee extensions and that can be a functional exercise for people. Uh, one that I use, which like lat pull downs behind the head, I don't like them. I think they're not functional. Um, I don't like the position that most people have to go in by lowering their head. Uh, you have to lighten the weight to put yourself in a less advantageous position to do the lift. So it's not any better for you. And in many aspects, it's worse. Plus, it's that's not functional. You don't pull anything down behind your head. In fact, if if you are a rock climber, and I remember this Mission Impossible thing where Tom Cruise was climbing the, the mountain, and then he was facing forward into the mountain, then he swung around and grabbed the arm. So now he's completely facing backwards, and then he pulled himself up. And I was like, what? Maybe the only reason for lat pull downs behind the head as function. But I couldn't come up with any other reason. But I also don't think that that means that you can't do lat pull downs behind the head. If you can stay in good form, you can't, you're not deviating positions, you enjoy doing it, and it doesn't hurt, then that's probably something that you can do. Will you benefit your muscles anymore by doing it that way? Definitely not. So there are other ways that you can do exercises that benefit your muscles more. So in this instance, an upright row, I love it because it's very similar to a lateral raise, but it's a lateral raise and a lot of times a lateral raise where people add a shrug to it. So that's kind of different. You can do lateral raises with a shrug and it's very similar and it doesn't put your shoulder in that bad of a position. But bottom line is, it's is it functional? Maybe not, but it's not a wrong exercise. I'll explain one more time uh, a little bit of why it's like that. If I don't go into an upward rotation in my scapula, <clears throat> and this is important, the the acromion process, which is this flat bone right here uh, on my shoulder. So you can go onto the top of your shoulder and you'll feel a flat bone where your collarbone connects into. So that flat bone, the acromion process, part of your scapula. And underneath that bone is the most damaged rotator cuff muscle called the supraspinatus. And the supraspinatus or supraspinatus um, a lot of times gets injured because we go into abduction and we do not go into upward rotation in the scapula. So as my shoulders abduct and my scapula don't rotate up, then what it does is the humerus, as it abducts, smushes the supraspinatus against the bottom side or that subacromial space disappears and we smash those two bones together. And those two bones being smashed together leaves that muscle in between it getting smashed. That muscle in between it can start to get frayed and then it can start uh, to get damaged. So that is the bottom line of why most therapists, an OT, a PT, they may not be the biggest fans of it. So I say if, if 
you don't want to lead to that. And I understand that could, that could be an issue, but again, I also don't want to say that it is a wrong or a bad exercise. It's just if you've got shoulder issues, definitely don't do it. Stay Steer clear of that. Find a, other exercises that will suit the movement better where you're not locking out the ability to upward rotate the scapula. Uh, if you have good, healthy shoulders and there are no issues doing it, then I say that you can incorporate it occasionally into your workouts. Again, I don't want to say, let's do this on a regular basis all the time, because if you keep doing it, the potential for hurting that muscle, that supraspinatus is still there and that damage could take place. So Jenny, the answer is, yeah, uh, you can do it, but don't do it very much unless it hurts your shoulders, then don't do it at all. And should other people do it? Maybe they can, maybe they can't. You can explore it, but if you feel any pain, stop and don't do it so much that you could potentially cause pain. What? That is so much to take on. But that's like how life works, right? And, and we all want, yes, this is the correct answer. No, don't do that. Um, and I understand why, why an occupational therapist would really err on the side of safety. But I uh, I would say that I would be careful of it as well, but I'm not going to say that it's wrong. I'm not going to say because it's not functional, don't do it. I will say that there are probably some better exercises to do, but if you'd like to occasionally put upright rows into your program or your client's program, and they can do it with healthy shoulders, then occasionally add them in. I don't see a problem with it. All right. Uh, Jenny, thanks for your question. Those of you who made it to the end, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you got questions for me like Jenny had, you can reach out to me on Instagram. You DM me at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. And then like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. I got a little visitor that's popping in. Share with your fit fitness friends and family. And um, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.